Live from an attic somewhere in the north, this is The Late Show with Tom Stuff. Good evening, my lovelies. Tonight we're going to be talking about technology and training and how the latter can sometimes be overlooked. Uh, please join in the conversation. Uh, you can call in, uh, you can follow on Twitter, or you can follow on ttradio.org. Uh, it'd be lovely to hear what you have to say. Uh, so let's get to it, shall we? Live from an attic somewhere in the north, this is The Late Show with Tom Starkey. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Still gives me an anxiety spike, that intro music. It really does. <laughs> I feel like I should be sat here in a, in an office like a like an evil genius mastermind with a stroke in a cat and one of those chairs that you can spin around. Hello, hello out there. Um, so tonight we're going to be talking about technology, which is good, and training, which may not be so good. Um, once again, I'm using this show to air personal bugbears, but people let me do it, and they continue to let me do it. So if you want to blame anything that you don't like tonight, please talk to my producers. I'll give you the uh, I'll give you their email address at the end, so you can call, contact them direct. You know, leave me out of it. You know, if you don't like what you you know, I'm going to use this hour and a half to kind of just just like broadcast nonsense. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. It's Sunday evening. People don't want to be kind of all hot and heavy on a Sunday evening, no matter what the intro, intro music sounds like. Um, we're going to be talking about technology and training because it's the training part that I really want to talk about. Uh, when there's buy-in of technology, whatever that may be, maybe it's a new app, maybe it's a, a new VLE system, it, maybe it's a new way to record dinner money i don't really know but so there's sometimes an issue and it's an issue that i'm finding in my own work so which is why i'm uh, I, I don't know if this is a an issue across the board in education hopefully not hopefully not hopefully it's just the some of the things that i'm witnessing on my day to day um so i come from a vocational background i taught english um in colleges so I taught it to students who were already doing a vocational course. That could be hairdressing, it could be so, uh, social work, childcare, uh, bricklaying, gardening. Ah, oh, there was there was so much. It was great because there was just such a wide variety of uh, job titles that these students were trying to uh, trying to learn about. And when I think about vocational learning. And I think about training. It's why I often, I'm often a bit angry when people kind of look down on training in education, um, because you know, uh, like teacher training. I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh well, we don't like to use the term teacher training. We like to use the term uh, teacher education." Nah, nah. You got to train people up. You got to tell them what's going to happen. They got step by step. Uh, you got to, you got to allow. It's about technique as well as the tools you don't give you don't give a bricky uh you don't give a bricky uh, cement mixer and just just get on with it you know 
it's it's daft you wouldn't do that in any kind of any other sphere so when it comes to technology and newly introduced technology in education i look at some of the training that goes side to side with this technology and i think there's been no thought to this you know there's been absolutely no thought so if you want to if you want to get people to use a tool or if you want to get people to use a tool to its full capabilities and its full potential you really have to consider the training that goes along with the tool. So that's what the theme of this evening is. Um, once again, I'm lucky enough to be able to take calls tonight. Uh, I'm going to have to just keep it down a little bit. You know, if you if you if you come on the show, uh, you know, I've got the kids sleeping downstairs. I don't want them coming up. You know what I mean? Uh, they, they would shame me. They'd be like, uh, they'd be like, they would take over the show, and they'd do a, a shed load better than I do on an evening. <laughs> But if you want to call in, have a chat about uh, technology and training, please do. You can listen live at ttradio.org. Uh, well, and that's where you can download the podcast at a later date if you, you, know, you have um, a life and you're not listening on a Sunday evening before, uh, before the dreaded Monday. Um, um, I'm off social media at the moment because I decided that maybe I try and focus up onto uh, into other types of writing. So I'm trying to write a book at the moment, um, not an educational book. Don't worry, don't worry. They're like, <laughs> I could hear the audible kind of groans. It's like, oh no, oh no, not another one of those Twitter bods trying to write a book. No, I, I had a go at that a fair few years ago, and I got so bored with myself, I just gave up. I was like. I got like a couple of chapters into an educational book and I looked at it and I thought, oh my gosh, I don't want to write anything else about kids and classes. So I'm writing a book about, you know, like a, an action book, a thriller, as it were. But I'm off social media, but you can, and I'm just for tonight and when I do the shows, I'll be checking social media on Twitter at TT Radio. 2022 so please have a if you want to kind of have a chat about the subject for tonight on uh, the twitter just uh, let uh, let me know i'll be checking through um so like i say i come from kind of a vocational teaching background and that means i'm surprised when a new technology is introduced to an educational sphere whether it be in schools whether it be uh, where i am presently in higher education and a lot of the time the technology is fantastic you know it could really do some good it could uh, reduce certain unnecessary workflows it may speed up certain processes or it might actually be re a really good piece of, <laughs> of of educational technology those do exist by the way i i have a very very cynical attitude and you may get the uh, sense that perhaps I am perhaps slightly, strangely enough, given my job, uh, that I'm slightly anti-technology. I'm not, not at all. There is some fantastic, fantastic stuff out there. And when you get that stuff and you bring it into school, it always surprises me how little thought there's been around the process of getting people to learn how to use the technology. Um, I was, I was, uh, when I was teaching, I was part of the uh, wave of interactive whiteboards. Um, I got hit by that wave. That was a tsunami. 
that was i was i was i was swimming against the tide on that one it, it was like everybody just everybody went into school on a monday and was like oh, we've got we've got these things and i was like great what can you do with them and the answer to that question was like well you just have to try it out i was like when i've, I've got real close to the microphone when have i got time to dry these things out when what where do i go where's my training and that's one of the surprising things when i look at education and i look at the introduction of technology that may be really good and then i look at the lack of training that goes in that technology i was like oh my goodness me that is a missed opportunity there that's a missed opportunity so that's what we're going to be talking about in my humble opinion I believe that the training about a certain piece of technology is at least equal, if not more important than the technology itself. You could have a piece of technology, you could have a program that means that you're going to save yourself oodles, technical term there, ladies and gents, oodles of time. But you're not going to have people use it if they don't know how to do it. If you don't, if they don't know which button to press to save the oodles saving button, if they don't know where it is, then how is that going to be any good for anybody? So what I am trying to do tonight is I'm trying to make people think if you are buying education, if you buy an education technology or technology in general, it doesn't necessarily have to be educational. Uh, sometimes this stuff is very much admin based. Sometimes this stuff is very much kind of forward facing. Uh, kind of VLE based stuff if you're buying in something new if you buy even if you're thinking of kind of upgrading and you've got to think and if you're not doing this already don't worry about it there's still time you know but you've got to think about the training that goes along with it because for me um, if you're not thinking about that you're not thinking about the full capabilities of what the thing is that you're buying in and also you're not really respecting the practitioners that are going to be using it um, you can't just, you don't, you don't, when, you know, if you've never changed a nappy before and you're going to be change, training in childcare, uh, you don't just chuck a nappy at somebody who says, get on with it. You know, you can't do that. That's not the way to do it. You show somebody how to make sure the child's lying down safely on the table, make sure that you know the sizes, make sure you know how to uh, how to get the legs up and clean properly and all these kind of things. And if you don't have those step-by-step -step instructions, and if those instructions aren't good, mistakes will be made and there'll be uh, loads, of, <laughs> loads of things just all over the place. It will be absolutely full of um, uh, things that come out of nappies. That's a, that's a horrible analogy. I, I didn't really think about that before I actually started it. I kind of... Most of this stuff is off the cuff in case you haven't in case you haven't realized. Um, so, yeah, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about some of the things that you might want to do when you're buying in new technology. Um, you've got to you've got to consider your audience. You've got to consider time. You've got to consider um, the processes about training. And if you don't, then you're not going to get full value for the things that you've bought which is ridiculous you know you know we, the educational sector does not have money to just be frittering away on pretty shiny buttons and then not actually providing any way to tell people how to use those pretty shiny buttons but it's not just a lack of training oh ladies and gentlemen no 
oh no indeed it's not just about a lack of training um it's about making sure training is good yeah i think there's this weird kind of thing that when somebody provides technology to a school or a university or another educational establishment um that there's always this kind of uh, reverence about the technology itself and i've been on the other side i've sold technology to schools and other educational establishments or been involved in it and there's there's always like oh this is a fantastic thing. oh wow this is really really good this really, get rid of the reverence when you're buying something you know you don't go into morrison's and pick up an apple and you say oh that's amazing thank you what do you do with that apple well if you're like me you disregard the apple and go for a Mars bar. But if you're an Apple fan, you have a look, you make sure that there's no bruises, you have a look, you make sure that, you know, it's a decent size for the price, you have a look in it, you see if it meets all your needs. And that's what I think is kind of missing when it comes to the product of technology and education. It's not just about looking and getting the product and being thankful for the product. It's about making sure that you are able to use that product and all the adjacent things linked to that product. And one of the most important things in my opinion, which is, um, you know, uh, at the moment, my opinion is kind of a little bit askew considering that my, you know, my uh, caffeine content this evening is around about 80% of my entire blood flow. I have to, I have to, I have to drink so much coffee to make it through this evening. Um, it's because I believe it's because I am getting slightly older. It was my um, uh, it was my birthday this week. It was uh, what was that? What what? Sorry, I can't. Oh, I am touched. I'm touched by your appreciation. I'm touched by. Yeah, I'm 42 years old now. 42, the Douglas Adams number. Um, and when I, when I kind of, when I think about the many, many years I've been in the educational business, uh, teaching, consulting, um, writing about it, uh, these kind of, these kind of issues that keep coming up are just like, it's like, you know, that's great. You're buying a product, you're buying a product. That's a very, it's a very, very simple thing, you know, and I see, I've been in meetings where, um, you know, I have to give feedback about educational products and whether they're good or whether they're bad and people are just oh well thank you very much for thank you very much for letting us be here no no you're a customer you dictate what you want if a technology company who is selling a product into a school into a university into i always say that because i want to cover the most i want to cover the most bases because i think this is a general thing i think this is across all educational sectors but if somebody's selling a product to you um, you got to do that inspection. You got to inspect that apple. You got to think, oh, okay, all right. So that's that's very good. That's um, you know, the the product itself might be great. The person buying the product might have a baseline knowledge of technology that may not be um, shared across the workforce that's going to use the product itself. That's why training is so important. You know, it might be the best thing in the world and the person buying in understands the kind of general scheme of things, understands how to use it. But that doesn't necessarily mean that every member of staff who you have on your team will. Um, and so sometimes because the people buying technology are um, fairly expert in the in the 
in the area of technology, it means that they don't see some of the uh, some of the disadvantages, some of the some of the things that are going to be problematic for buying. Um, and uh, training is one of those things. It's not just about whether training is provided. By the way, uh, that's the that's the first step. Folks should be looking at. It's about making sure that that training is of a decent standard, because there are there's there's lots of oh my gosh, there's so many, so many educational apps, so many educational programs. In fact, educational adjacent programs, a lot of the stuff that uh, I'm seeing universities, schools buy in now, aren't really necessarily just educational based. They are uh, in, from other areas as well. But it's not just the product itself that you have to be critical of. You have to be critical of the training that comes with the product. So with that in mind, I think what we're going to do is we're going to move on to... Tom's tech tips today are not going to be actual. Uh... I tell you, that always happens to me when I'm doing Tom's tech tips. I uh, often get somebody who's going, oh, it's a moose. There's a moose in the studios, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I have a pet moose with me in the attic. So when I'm trying to when I'm trying to do my my, you know, my my uh, like pretty cool Tom's Tech Tips intro, he always gets there. He's like, oh, no, <laughs> that's me pressing the wrong button. Because, you know, that might be because of a lack of training. It's not, by the way, I had some very good training on this, uh, on this here platform. Any mistakes made on this here platform are mine and mine alone. Believe that. But what I'm trying to express is, let's do this again. And press the button that I'm supposed to. So first, Tom's Tech Tips, when we're talking about technology and training. When you purchase tech, whatever that tech may be, you need to make sure that you check what the training scheme is that is offered. Sometimes it's uh, part of the package, which is great. Uh, sometimes it is from uh, sometimes it's from uh, other areas. A lot of uh, a lot of technology companies who sell apps, who sell services, um, they have their training on YouTube, um, uh, video training, uh, as well as bespoke training. When you're buying a product, just have a look and see what the training offered around that product is. It's very important because you will have people using it who will not necessarily be uh, fantastic at IT. This is not making me, that's me, me making a, a crash generalization, but it's true. Different people have different levels of knowledge. It's one of the, it's one of the things that I come up against in my job because different people know different things about, well, IT usually in my case. And uh, so you have to make sure that you have a model in your mind of somebody that doesn't necessarily know everything about this particular app or computer use in general and you have to make sure that the offer of training reflects that you know you have to be it's not just as i say it's not just the product itself the training that goes along with the product has to be assessed has to be assessed um check what it is check whether it's in-house check whether it's online uh check whether it's bespoke or or is it just a series of videos if it and if it is a series of videos uh, this is my next tip. Come on, to 
look at that, press the right button straight away that time. Um, so uh, if we are thinking about training and we're thinking about the tool and we're thinking about the training that goes with the tool, I like I, uh, training and tools is a bit, uh, I like tool and technique. I think that flows off the tongue a little better. Uh, so if we're thinking about that, have you planned for the time it's going to take to train people as well? Or are you just relying on kind of like a self-training model where the people using it are just going to just kind of have to kind of like scrabble and try their hardest to do what they can with the tool that they've been presented with? Because, you know, like I say, not everybody's going to be able to pick this stuff up straight away. There's going to have to be time, time given, you know, time, uh, or there should be. <laughs> this is not a perfect world. We understand that teaching uh, and teachers and other educational professionals are extremely time poor. So that's why you have to have a look at the training and have a think about how are you going to instigate the training if you think to yourself, actually, this is really good. We need to give this to our members of staff. Where are you going to where are you taking that time from? Lads and lasses out there, you know, is it going to be on an inset day? Uh, training day is it going to be uh, you know a twilight session or oh, <laughs> twilight sessions i'm struggling as it is and i'm just sitting there in front of a screen talking when we had twilight sessions when i was a teacher my oh my goodness me i i was it was in, i i could not take on board any information at all absolutely not and like in the morning it's like oh that was a good training session i was like what training session um, but these are the things that you have to consider. You know, there's going to be people like me at your sessions who are like, a bit like, oh, uh, yeah. We personalize and differentiate for students in classrooms and when we are teaching. That has to be thought about as well when it comes to the training of a technology, a newly introduced technology for staff. It has to be thought about. Not everyone's going to be coming from the same place. Not everyone's going to be like a super duper fantastic tech bod. Not everybody's going to be, uh, I'm not using this. I'm going to use this is stick and this dirt over here. So there's a wide array of skills out there. And you have to kind of consider that when you're thinking about the training that you're going to offer on this new tool um so my second tip is okay you're going to provide the training where are you going when are you going to do it are you going to be able to do it at a time where most people are going to be able to take it on board are you going to disadvantage certain people if you have to do it at a certain time and so if it's online training that you can do at home are you going to recompense people for that you know these 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 questions need to be thought about and they should be thought about before you just chuck some app at somebody um, so yeah, that's my, so first top tip when purchasing tech, check what the training scheme offered is. Okay. Second tech tip, have you planned for time taken for this training for anybody that needs it? All right. And then, uh... I touched on this before, but Okay, so they, they provide training, you know, they provide online videos for this particular tool. Uh, you know, uh, you're like, oh, wow, they've got online videos, or we're, we're safe, we're okay. Whew. Oh, we can just go on YouTube, uh, and then we can just do it. Is it any good? Okay, training, as we all know, because we've all been 
on training days differs wildly as to whether it is quality, as to whether it is useful, as to whether it is relevant, as to whether it will engage the learner. And that differs as well. So identifying that there is training available is not the same as making a judgment as to whether that training is of decent quality. And if it is, that's fantastic. And if that's not, then that should be a real kind of red flag when you're thinking about the product itself. If you have a fantastic product, but you don't have good training, you might as well uh, just have a very expensive paperweight if you ha can't find the button that turns the paperweight on, as it were. I love saying that every so often, as it were. It makes me sound quite, uh, quite sophisticated in my personal opinion. So, yeah, is there training offered with the tech? Have you planned for time to actually carry out that training? And what's the training like? It's going back to that being critical thing. You know, it's not, it's very easy to be kind of dazzled by the shiny, colorful things that might, you know, they might well be useful. Um, it might make you go a bit like this. Uh -oh. oh no, hang on, that's the wrong one. It might make you go a bit like this. <gasps> now that's the boo button. I, I think I'm. I don't think that that's a boo. I think that's an ooh. So we're going to do. You might. You might go and get this product, and it might be like the Teachertron 2000, Teachertron 3000. Let's keep it up to date. Uh, version 2.2. Um, and you think, wow, that's amazing. Look at the things that it can do. That's amazing. That's fantastic. I can actually sit down and have a coffee whilst the Teachertron 3000 2.2 uh, does all this stuff for me. Um, but if you can't get the thing to work if Teachertron uh, doesn't have a decent <laughs> instruction booklet that goes along with it, then you've basically just got a coat hanger, haven't you? So this is me being uh, slightly cynical, uh, but you know what? I think when it comes to technology, cynicism uh, is often a good shield against some of the... Uh, toxic positivity that goes along with the field so top tips training hope hopefully you're thinking about the training as well as the technology as we go through uh, so we will uh, have the news now and when we get back I'll have a quick look on our Twitter feed and a quick look at some of the comments from the uh, live chat and uh, I'll try to answer any questions and queries that you might have we have teamed up with the Witherslack Group to bring you a fantastic face-to-face meetup in Manchester next month. Tickets are free, with lunch included, and you'll be met with a host of amazing speakers. Sign up for your voice now at witherslackgroup.co.uk forward slash your voice 2022 hi i'm charlie burley the teacher's health coach and i want to talk to you about the first ever health and well-being event for educators rewriting well-being it's a full day dedicated to improving your health as a teacher through looking at your nutrition movement mindset workload and well-being in school You'll hear from our incredible lineup of speakers, including Andrew Cowley, Jen Foster, Kimberly Wilson, Simon Bolger, and many more. There'll be talks, workshops, and time to network with like-minded colleagues. 
We'll look after you all day with brunch, lunch and all the refreshments. You'll get to meet our incredible speakers and our amazing team of ambassadors from the education space. It's a non-profit event with all proceeds going to the amazing education charity EdSupport. This isn't one to miss. I look forward to seeing you there on the 22nd of October at Etc Venues St Paul's in London. You can search Rewriting Wellbeing on the Eventbrite website to find out more. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. The TES magazine focuses on fears of a teacher training shortage as a report reveals ITT cold spots. The report in the magazine says the Department for Education in England has been warned that it must urgently tackle teacher training cold spots as analysis reveals recruitment issues across England. The analysis suggests that multiple regions in England face losing swathes of places on courses after a government shake-up cut initial teacher training provided numbers by a quarter. Recent results of the second and final rounds of the DfE's re-accreditation process showed that around 25% of existing providers could be lost. The teacher training sector is now calling for a pragmatic and realistic approach to ensuring trainees can access courses in all parts of the country. This comes at a time when the number of teachers entering the profession is falling. The North East is facing the sharpest potential loss as 32% of trainee places available last year are under threat. The East and South West regions also face significant cuts of around 24%. The report acknowledges that some new providers have received approval to start offering courses from 2024, but others within the sector are concerned that this will not fully resolve the issues. Providers have 15 days to lodge an application to appeal loss of accreditation. Teams of the UK's most talented young tradespeople are to begin competing in the World Skills Competition 2022. The competition, traditionally held in just one country, is, this year, taking in smaller events across the world. The event, which sees a UK team of 35 travel around the globe, begins in Stuttgart, Germany, on the 4th of October, and will end on November the 26th in Salzburg, Austria. The UK team will be looking to improve on a 12th place finish at the 2019 event. FE Week features details of the competitors and their areas of specialism, which include toolmaking, milling, web development and cybersecurity. Winners for each category will be announced during closing ceremonies for each competition, with medals given to those achieving gold, silver or bronze. Medals of excellence will be given to those judged to have reached world-class standard in their skill. In Wales, First Minister Mark Drakeford has taken part in an online Q&A session with school pupils. The session, hosted by the Politics Project, gives opportunities for schools to support learners in realising one of the four purposes of the Curriculum for Wales, 
becoming ethical, informed citizens of Wales and the world. Questions range from finding out about the politicians' journey into politics, climate change, and whether Wales can indeed win the World Cup. And finally, in South Africa, the government has issued a press release focusing on the recruitment of 25,000 education assistants and general school assistants for both public and special schools. The recruitment drive is part of the Presidential Youth Employment Initiative. Education assistants will support teachers with administrative tasks, classroom management, sports coaching and cultural activities, whilst the general assistants will focus on maintenance, cleaning and general admin. The programme is part of a drive to improve standards within schools in the country, as well as increasing employment opportunities. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week is World Space Week. Space is such a vast topic, there's always something you can find out that could potentially be a hook for a lesson. The theme this year is sustainability. I only found out about Space Week as I was browsing the internet. This got me thinking about how amazing the internet is and how so much information is at our fingertips. This week, I'm going to look at finding inspiration for a lesson using information I would never have known about without the amazing technology of the internet. During my research, I've discovered that there are a number of websites out there dedicated to awareness days. I've compiled a list of genuine official awareness days to motivate your form, classes, colleagues or even yourself from now until the end of term. In October we have Buy British Day, National Poetry Day, National Kale Day, World Octopus Day and World Porridge Day. This one sounds funny but it's actually to raise awareness for children in poverty in developing countries. Local Radio Day. To celebrate this our very own Tom Rogers is going to stop talking every time he goes under a bridge. Still in October we have National Roast Pheasant Day, UK Coffee Week, Apple Day, Global Champagne Day, International Stammering Awareness Day, World Tripe Day, National Pumpkin Day, American Beer Day, National Black Cat Day and Wild Foods Day. There's not much information on Wild Foods Day, but if you do go all bare grills, please do let us know how it went. Ending October, we have RSPB Feed the Birds Day. Please feed the birds more than just one day. In November, there's World Vegan Day, National Stress Awareness Day, Roast Dinner Day, International Stout Day and National Hugger Bear Day. I'd advise against hugging a real bear, however, it would make a very engaging lesson. Great British Game Week. British Pudding Day, Templiano Day and Zinfandel Day are followed by Homemade Bread Day. I think this is here to soak up all the wine. Still staying in November, there's National Gingerbread Day, National Eater Cranberry Day, The Fruit, not a band member. The end of November brings us White Ribbon Day. Days of interest in December before we break up are Fuel Poverty Awareness Day, Christmas Jumper Day and National Hot Chocolate Day. The internet is an amazing resource for information. I hope you can find inspiration and motivation in your next search. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Live from an attic somewhere in the north. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry about that. Sound cut out for a little while. All apologies. Um, so uh, that last one 
from Steve there, uh, <laughs> made me say, oh, my days. <laughs> uh, now, that joke isn't the funny the first time I heard it. I, I said it once when the sound was off. So, you know, but still, it's, it's Sunday evening. You're going to have to give me a bit of slack. Um, we looked at te- we're looking at teacher training when it comes to technology and being able to make sure that the training is of a decent standard. Uh, so, for instance, uh, when you buy something in, have a look at the training that goes along with the product. Make sure that there is some. Uh, because you don't want to add to your workload of your staff where you have somebody uh, disseminating information about a particular tool. It's not that's not how it should be. If you're buying a particular tool, you should also there should also be in, within that package a way to make sure people can actually use that tool. I mean, I, well, that's what I think. I don't. It's not a hard and fast rule, you know. And uh, but yeah, I'd be deeply, deeply suspicious. Uh, if a product didn't have a training training package that went along with it, and that package being part of the cost, not an added extra that you have to pay extra for, because you're paying for something, you know, you're paying for the product itself. Why would you also want to pay to be able to use that product? That's a that's a that's a big no no in my book. Um, sorry if you're a tech company out there and you do that, but uh, I don't care. It's rubbish practice. Stop doing it. <laughs> you see, uh, I can say I can say these things. It's absolutely brilliant. Oh, fantastic! Um, that was interesting about all the different days. The the carry my birthday. I, I will mention it again because I'm just surprised. I got to, I got to 42. To be honest, um, my birthday is the same day as the as International Teachers Day. You know, way to way to shift focus on what's important, ladies and gents. You know, International Teachers Day. So they're like, oh, you know, oh, let's all thank a teacher. Let's all let's all do this for teachers. Nah, no, it's my birthday. Bring me presents. I, I was a teacher. You can buy me something. <laughs> um, but when we're talking about what we're talking about, because I'm going off on a bit of a tangent. I had another coffee in the break. Training is for me. Training is equally important as the tech itself, and what you need to look for is something that's also very important because it's sometimes with a piece of technology, something that you want to buy in, sometimes these things can be extremely new. So I had a, I have a, I have a friend who shall remain nameless who listens to my show and basically uh, texts me on my phone, taking the mic usually. Uh, but he did, uh, he did, um, he did ask a question that I thought was actually really relevant. And he says, how do you know, whether the training is decent or not, you know? And that's a very pertinent question. So I'm going to thank that guy uh, a little bit later on when I see him. Also, I'm going to tell him to stop mocking me as I'm doing a live show. Uh, but yeah, that's something that you do need to think about. It's all well and good me saying, oh yeah, I know Tom's tech tips, you know, see what the training's like. But how do you know what the training is like? Well, I think, to be honest, educators, uh, educators and teachers are in a perfect position to know whether training is decent or not because that's their bread and butter you know making sure that what you're teaching is getting learned is basically half of what you do you know so when it comes to checking to see whether the training that goes along with the technology is good here are a couple of things that i think you need to think about don't just rely on the most it literate person that you have to do all the testing okay 
this goes back to uh, my very uh, one of my other bugbears. I should just call it Tom's Bugbear Show, shouldn't I? Tom rants on a Sunday evening. But this goes back to one of the things. It goes back to that digital native myth. You know, I keep mentioning that because it's it's so prevalent and it still exists. Um, if your most IT literate staff member does your testing or the training, they're going to miss stuff. You know, they're going to miss things. If you've got your, you know, if you think to yourself, well, I'll get, I'll get my, I'll get my IT representative to do the training, see if it, see if it's any good. Yeah, well, good because what you've got, you've got expert opinion, but you don't need expert opinion when it comes to training. You need the opposite. You need non-expert opinion. You need somebody who knows nothing about the product, nothing about the way that it's put together, and no, no clue as to how to use it. Because that may well be your baseline, you know. This is not me saying like teachers don't know anything about technology. Far from it. Uh, the amount of ad adaptation that uh, teachers have to go through, teachers, uh, lecturers, uh, the, the amount of things that you have to learn really, really quickly in education is uh, numerous. Some may say excessive. But what you don't want is you don't want the person who's the best person at it already to trial the training for that particular thing because they'll miss things they'll miss obvious things because we can't start from the knowledge that everybody has the same knowledge so one of the things that i would definitely advise you to do if you're thinking about okay is the standard of training any good is that if you find somebody willing but somebody who doesn't have a particular skill either with the app already or doesn't have a particular skill in general in the area that you're looking for when you're buying something in you don't you this uh, you what you're trying to do is you're trying to you're trying to make sure that training works training works every single time if somebody's really really good at it in the beginning what you want to do is you want to make sure that you have somebody who doesn't have a massive amount of knowledge or skill at the beginning of it and then by the end of the training is able to use whatever tool it is that you decide to buy in so this is one of the things that, and I see it over and over and over again. Um, you know, there's always a question as to why why aren't why aren't people using this? You know, there's always you know like buy-in. They call it buy-in. Yeah, everything's about money, isn't it? But uh, they call it buy-in. Uh, make sure that somebody is using it, and then there's often there's often confusion as to why why aren't people using this really really good tool in many cases. Uh, that will help in lots of different ways, but they're just, they're not picking it up. Um, a lot of the time it's because people don't know how to use it. And if you assume that everybody will know how to use it, then that is an assumption that may well be wrong. So thank you very much for that question there. Uh, how do you ensure that the training is of a decent standard? You give it to somebody who is not top of the class and you see how they handle the product after they've gone through the training. Um, it's really important. It's really important. The model of user that you have in mind when it comes to the particular technology that you're using um, has to be away from uh, hugely IT literate, able to pick up things in a single bound, able to uh, deal with problems like a runaway freight train, 
those kind of things, that's not what you need to be dealing with. What you need to be dealing with is you need to be dealing with people who are already under time pressure, who may not necessarily have uh, a massively wide range of IT skills. The reason that I'm bringing this show up at the moment, and full disclosure, is that I work with students who have gone through training. Now, I work with uh, I work with disabled students. That's that is my that is my day to day. I am an assistive technology advisor. That's what I do in an HE uh, setting. So, uh, strap yourselves in, ladies and gentlemen. There's a story coming. <laughs> okay, so so. What I have been finding is that uh, students who have a disability can uh, uh, gain um, disability allowance. Uh, part of that allowance can be used to buy technology that will help them with their particular disability and their academic studies. That's the that's the short version. There's a long, long, long version, but we don't have time. I don't want to be talking about it in like three o'clock in the morning, and neither do you. So um, what I have been find, finding is that the technology that the students have been given really, really useful, really useful. We have, uh, there's a wonderful range of assistive technology out there for students that is recommended after the assessment. And that should be it, that should be great. You know, it should be a uh, advantage for the students. However, what I have found um, in the four years I've been doing this job is that the product is really, really good. But the training is not as good as the product, even to the point where I'm having to provide extra training on a product that's already had, uh, already been given training to for the person using it. That's not the way it should be. I shouldn't, uh, you know, I shouldn't have to be uh, retraining somebody because of the lack of skill and training in the first place. That's not, that, especially for, especially for disabled students who have got enough on their plate when it comes to HE in general. So yeah, that's so that's the reason why I came up with this particular idea for this particular show is because I'm seeing uh, training that is not as good as it could be. And it, I wouldn't want that to be happening in every single education. I hope it's not in every single educational establishment, but I've seen enough for, for me for it to be a problem. And I, you know, I'm an advisor, I'm not necessarily an expert in the technologies that are used um, and it's just a waste I think it's a waste of time it's a waste of effort if you are given something that is really good that can really help but then you don't provide training and how to use that thing then you are not giving somebody uh, a tool that they could potentially use to help them you're just giving them a bunch of of gibberish that nine times out of ten if the training's not good enough it just sits there gathering dust and it's a waste of money it's a waste of time uh, you, you know you may have looked and tried to source this material you try to source these products and if the training's not there then the product isn't really there and that's what I'm talking about when I think about the relationship between technology and the training that goes with it to make sure that you can use it properly Everybody's dazzled by the, oh, the, the, the fantastic things that can be done with the technology. But those things can only be done if the training is there to ensure that they can be done, if you see what I mean. Hopefully you do. Hopefully I'm making a, a fairly decent point, which is why the importance of training is what I'm talking about tonight. 
so yeah how do you figure out how do you figure out if training on a particular product is any good well um it's readily available and easy to find the person who may not be the best at technology is making uh, progress in regards to training and the use of the technology um feedback and customer service is also extremely important uh, the support that a company offers around a particular product is really really important because you don't want to have to buy a product and then be left left in the wind as it were if there is an issue or if you think okay we really need uh, training on this particular aspect um how companies go about that is the there's loads of different routes. Some companies wait for customer feedback and then try to use uh, try to use that feedback to provide bespoke training. Of course, bespoke training is okay, but once again, if we go back to that thing, you know, where do people find the time to do it? Where do where do people actually make sure that it's effective and so on and so forth? Lots of other companies have a vast array of learning materials um, that are readily available, uh, either through uh, online video channels. YouTube channels is a really popular way of trying to share training when it comes to different products. Um, but even then, you know, there's that, the fact that it's there doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be any good. So although it's just an extra step when it comes to buy-in, you do, you have to do your homework. You have to do your homework. Uh, the product might be fantastic, but if the two to three training videos are lacking, then the product's not going to be as fantastic as it should be. So when I consult with companies, which I do sometimes, not as much anymore, because um, it means that I have to like meet people and and talk to them and you know, like 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 act fairly normal. And uh, that's, that's, that's not that's not really great. That's not in my skill set, to be honest. Um, I, I try to emphasize that you have to make sure that the training is up to scratch. And there's, there really isn't any reason for the training not to be up to scratch, apart from uh, a lack of awareness and a lack of knowledge of the people who will be using it. And that's that's the other thing, that when it comes to providing training, there's the digital native myth that people will pick this stuff up. There's the kind of the model. Uh, this is the um, ding, ding, ding. This is the assistive technology uh, part that I insert into all my shows. Uh, sometimes the model of who will be using the software is is away from the kind of able-bodied, uh, uh, I hate that term anyway, but you know, able-bodied um, uh, person. If uh, members of your staff have certain disabilities that will be a disadvantage in the learning process of this particular tool. That has to be thought about, and it should be thought about not just by the buyer. It should be bought. It should be thought about by the seller as well. So, training materials need to be assessed as much as the actual product itself, and uh, it's an extra job. It's an extra job, and you have to start from a certain level of cynicism. Uh, I really do. I, do. I really do think so. Um, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not the kind of, as I've, I've mentioned many times, I'm kind of a pragmatic cynicism. A pragmatic cynicism. You've got to have a certain amount of pragmatic cynicism in regards to any product that you're going to buy for educational purposes. Because people forget it's still a product. People are trying to sell things. And you need to make sure that everything is absolutely uh, as 
as good as it can be. And that goes for the materials around the product as well as the product itself. Training is essential to get any kind of value out of anything that you buy into school, university, wherever you work in, uh, college. So you need to kind of uh, kind of increase the status of the training uh, in your own minds and or increase expectation of training. You know, keep these keep these guys on their toes. You know, keep these people whose bread and butter is selling things to uh, selling things to educational institutions. Make sure they know that it's the best product it can be by being critical of everything, not just the product itself, but you know, how do we ensure that our staff are going to be able to use this product, this fantastic product, to the best of its ability? Um, and if they don't have a decent answer for that, you know, just have a just have a think. You know, have a have a bit of a second guess and saying, is this the product for us? Uh, at the moment, I'm just going to have quickly uh, have a look at the Podbean live chat. We have uh, Annabella Wallachin. Uh, hopefully, I pronounced that correctly, Annabella. Uh, she says, hi from Victoria Gasteiz in the Basque Country. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, hello, Annabella. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for joining. We've got a couple of people uh, joined in the live studio. Uh, we've got Joe Webb. Thank you very much for joining us. We've got Victor Manuel Hernandez Marano. Uh, thank you very much, Victor, for joining. And it's lovely to see everybody here on this here Sunday evening. The, uh, the topic for tonight's show is uh, technology and training or making sure that we have the technique going along with the tools. Um, I, I came up with that when I was on Twitter a couple of a couple of weeks back and I was like, ooh, that sounds the title of a really good book that I'm never going to write, The Technique and the Tools. Um, like I say, I think the reason that uh, training, when it comes to buy-in uh, of technology, is a little bit kind of overlooked is because it's not immediately obvious. When you are dazzled by something fantastic, when you've dazzled by a product, you have, you know, something that's amazing, something that's going to save you time and effort and goodness knows what. Um, how you implement that product is sometimes becomes secondary. Uh, and I think, as I said before, you need to kind of raise the status of the training up to exactly the same status of the product itself. And if um, those two things don't match, then you need to have a little think about what it is you're buying in and uh, how you're going to implement it to ensure that it actually does some good or you know sure ensure that it's useful um i like youtube training videos it, i spend a lot of my time actually making them for my own uh job uh this is why i have i'm sat in my attic surrounded by lots of video equipment i've got a very very uh very swish webcam staring at me um we're not having we're not having a video feed at any point in time because i uh I look rough as, as rough as anything. Um, but uh, uh, making a training video that works for a particular product is the same as any kind of teaching material. It has to be explicit. It has to be useful. It has to have, uh, you have to be able to garner feedback from that particular, from that particular training, because otherwise, how are you going to improve? Um, uh, Interaction is often important. Uh, here's, here's, here's something controversial when it comes to um, when it comes to training and um, when it comes to kind of training for products. I don't think interaction is as important 
as people make out. I think having everything explicit, well set up, making sure that everything is in the correct order, making sure that the videos are of a decent quality, you can hear what's going on, you can see what's going on, that they're chunked appropriately given the difficulty of what it is that you want your staff to be able to use. Um, and that's the other thing, you know, we talk about, as educators, we talk about what's the best way of making sure that people retain the information and use the information that you that you give them you gotta you gotta have that kind of thinking when it comes to training as well you really do um you have to think okay is this how much time is it going to take as i mentioned before um are these things going to be accessible for everybody are these things easy to do will they will people have to do it at home if people have to do it at home have they got a decent setup to be able to access these things are you giving them time enough to access these things there's so many different examples of technology that has actually been quite useful being disregarded because the training is substandard um uh, i go back to the um interactive whiteboards i mean i never i never particularly liked them uh, myself but you know, they appeared in my classroom and I wasn't given I wasn't given any kind of a heads up on how to use them to their full capability. And I've seen people use them and it's like it's like it's brilliant. You know, it's brilliant. People have obviously been trained to do certain things. And, uh, you know, if you have decent training on something, you can, you know, you can make something sparkle. But if you don't, then it's, it's literally pointless. It's literally pointless. And I don't think educational Institutions have enough time or money to be wasting on things that can't be used, even if they are fantastic. So that's something to think about. Cautionary tales here, ladies and gentlemen. Halloween's coming up, so let's let's uh, let's sit around the campfire and tell scary stories about uh, millions and millions of pounds spent on equipment that people can't use because the training's not as good as it should be. Uh, I'll have a think and see if I can think of any other examples. Um, but once again, let's have a uh, listen to our sponsors. We have teamed up with the Witherslack Group to bring you a fantastic face-to-face meetup in Manchester next month. Tickets are free, with lunch included, and you'll be met with a host of amazing speakers. Sign up for Your Voice now at witherslackgroup.co.uk forward slash Your Voice 2022. Hi, I'm Charlie Burley, the Teacher's Health Coach, and I want to talk to you about the first ever health and wellbeing event for educators, Rewriting Wellbeing. It's a full day dedicated to improving your health as a teacher through looking at your nutrition, movement, mindset, workload and wellbeing in school. You'll hear from our incredible lineup of speakers including Andrew Cowley, Jen Foster, Kimberly Wilson, Simon Bolger and many more. There'll be talks, workshops and time to network with like-minded colleagues. We'll look after you all day with brunch, lunch and all the refreshments. You'll get to meet our incredible speakers and our amazing team of ambassadors from the education space. It's a non-profit event with all proceeds going to the amazing education charity EdSupport. This isn't one to miss. I look forward to seeing you there on the 22nd of October at Etc Venues St Paul's in London. You can search Rewriting Wellbeing on the Eventbrite website to find out more. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care.
They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles, and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.withaslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Did I actually just say, here's a word from our sponsors? Ooh, ooh, it's, oh, it's, oh, look at, that's brilliant. <laughs> some of, some of the other uh, fantastic speakers on uh, Teacher Talk Radio have to actually read out the sponsorship things. Um, and I don't know how they do it because uh, I have enough trouble pressing a button. And this is the point I'm trying to make. Even people like me who are fairly IT savvy can sometimes struggle when it comes to new uh, new ways of doing things, new work processes. And that why that is why training in those new products is so important. Um, I happily had training, uh, it doesn't seem like it, but I happily had training from somebody who actually uh, was really, really good at um, how to use the Podbean kind of platform. And that is really great. Now, I said near the beginning of the show that perhaps what you need to do is you need to make sure that the, pro that the training is provided to somebody who may not be the best. Um, but then again, if you are, if your company who you're buying something is lacking in their own training, it's always uh, an idea to try and identify people who are good at using the particular, uh, a particular technology and disseminate that training to other people. Because sometimes when you're using a new tool, having somebody who's a bit more confident there is a uh, nice way of showing people that, you know, that something is good but but once again that's kind of relying on the resources of a school or a university or a college rather than relying on the resources that in my opinion should be provided by the company themselves are you listening tech companies ed tech companies guys guys sort out your training so don't just think to yourself i oh, will just leave them to it because we don't have the money for decent training, or we'll just we'll whack a couple of videos or a couple of links to a 42-page PDF about how uh, to use this particular thingy. Um, you need, no, 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 no. As much as I love technology, you know, you've got to have a business practice if you are working with technology. If you own a technology company and you're selling to educational establishments, make sure that the training package is a decent one. It's, it's, uh, it's common sense. It's common sense, guys. I mean, companies themselves suffer from the same sort of blind spot uh, that uh, sometimes uh, staff in education suffer from when it comes to training because they're so familiar with their own product. So it's really difficult to conceptualize somebody who's not familiar with that product. Um, and that's one of the things, that's one of the takeaways for this evening. If I'm going to be trying to teach anybody anything, which is ridiculous. Um, me teaching anybody anything was ridiculous when I was a teacher. When I'm sat, uh, you know, in, in an evening in my attic, uh, 14 coffees down, um, <laughs> I wouldn't take advice from me either. But... But if you're feeling if you're feeling jaunty, if you're feeling like you want to take on some advice uh, from this session, um, think about somebody who doesn't know about the product that you are either creating or that you want to use. That's that's the thing. That's the, that's the think about somebody who's starting from scratch, because that's a, what a lot of your staff will be doing. And if you don't 
think about that, then you're doing people a disservice. Because as I said before, you know, educators or anybody else in educational settings, the general gist of things is that the very time poor, uh, it's a high pressure environment, the most high pressure environment that I've ever worked in. And I, you know, I used to work in a university bar. You ever worked in a university? If you've if you've worked in a university bar, you know pressure, because um, you are trying to fight against a horde of very very thirsty people who are not afraid to tell you that you are getting things wrong, especially when it comes to the speed that you are supplying them with the booze that they are sticking down their necks. But I've worked in you know I've worked in university bars. I've worked in um, I've worked in very large uh, business corporations. Uh, I've worked in ed tech itself. And yeah, these, these have pressures and there's things that um, are not easy. But for my money, the educational sector is the most highly pressured environment that um, I have ever experienced. Uh, it's different in different sectors. But if you are wanting to make sure that your product is as useful as it possibly can be, you've got to imagine uh, a model of a user who may be already frazzled, who may have a thousand things that they need to be doing already. So if that's the case, make the process of learning a piece of technology as easy, as explicit, and as comfortable as possible. Because Otherwise, there's going to be no take up. I've mentioned it before. There's that kind. There's that thing that you know. If you have to press, if you're on, if you're a new website or if you're a new app, and you you lose people, uh, you lose people if they have to press a button to navigate to a certain area. Um, people will just give up. They'll just like, nah, nah, I ain't got time for this. And that's like stuff people want to be using. <laughs> <You know? laughs> You know, that's people that go to somewhere and like, oh, this is good. Let's let's have a have a go at this and like click. Um, okay, okay, we'll just click. Okay, let's just click. Uh, nope. And that's just things that people actually want to want to actually get involved in. So imagine if you are a educator, you have uh, a multitude of different pressures, including time, uh, including uh, workload, including. Uh, the very small things like a lack of a lack of time to eat, lack of time to go to the toilet, uh, having to come up against people who may not appreciate the very, very hard work you're doing on a fairly regular basis. Um, and then not providing them with a floor plan of how to use something that they, they when it comes to technology, it does, it, it always surprises me that, as I said before in the show, that it always surprises me that people are surprised that people don't take up something that may be immediate benefit to them. Um, if you've got a thousand things on and something doesn't have a visible and immediate benefit, why on earth would you put that on their list? Well, I mean, there are other reasons you put it on your list. There's somebody saying, you've got to do this. Um, but you know what? Uh, if you If you have to do something, and that thing is unnecessarily difficult, then that breeds resentment, doesn't it? You know, and you don't want resentment of a tool that you're either trying to sell or you're trying to promote within your within your place of work, because that doesn't work. That leads to all sorts of different issues. I mean, I've talked about this. I've, I've talked about this. Uh, having having one foot in education and one foot in technology 
I, I am surprised when uh, you get into those meetings. It's like they're not the take ups have been about seven percent. Why why aren't people using this? Um, it's because they don't know how. <laughs> That's, it's because they don't know how. It's because the training takes four hours out of a day where perhaps you're not you're not supplying that time, or the uh, the videos only work on one browser, or you know, or you have to use a password access to access the training that is overly complicated. It's the same sort of things with the students. You know, I worked with students. Uh, who are mostly from disadvantaged backgrounds. And you, you try to make things as easy as possible. You don't want somebody having to type in an email address that's 42 digits long. You don't want um, a website that randomly kicks you out because you press the wrong button, that kind of thing. And it's, it goes the same for everybody. Ease of use is important, not just when it comes to the product itself, but when it comes to the training materials. Um, but, you know, as I say, uh, I prefer the carrot when it comes to this thing. I think teachers need much, much more carrot because they've got enough stick. So, so if, the re if the way that you're getting teachers to use a new product in schools is you go you're going to do this, all right, yeah, you pro they'll probably get around to learning it, but they won't like it, you know. And uh, I think it, it's a reflection on... Uh, certain aspects of leadership when it's like you, 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 you just do this okay so when have I got time it doesn't matter it needs to be get done how often does that happen you know how often does it you know a new diktat come in that you say well we're, we're going to use this system I was like well, I don't know how to use that system um well, how are you going to use it I was like oh okay so it's something else so just something else that you got to learn so here's one for the tech companies out there make that learning process as easy, as explicit, as fulfilling, you know, make it make it satisfying. You know how you go about that. That's not that's up to you. You do. I'm not doing your. I'm not, I don't get paid to tell you your job. Um, but it's going to be something. It's got to be. It's got to be there. That kind of thought. It's curriculum design. It's design learn design for learning. And if it's not there, or you're using the wrong type of model of user, or you think uh, a couple of blurry YouTube videos are going to do it, uh, that you fulfilled your obligation when it comes to that kind of uh, training, then nah, mate, get a grip, get a grip. And um, you know, I'm I am no longer a teacher, so I uh, I don't really like giving kind of advice to people. Uh, and when I was a teacher, I was never in management. I don't know why. I'm, I've just got. I've got it. I've got everything so together. I can never figure out. Can never figure out why people didn't really want me to manage anybody because I'm. I'm completely not scatty or anything like that. But if you, if the only way that you can uh, persuade um, people to use a product is to say that you have to do it, uh, then you just think. Well, think about the product and think about uh, relationships, and think about um, offering maybe. Uh, some of the benefits as to uh, learning how to use this. It's always a good. It's always good to have somebody who you know. I've learned how to use this, and this is why it's good. Um, that is, of course, assuming is it is good. That yeah, that doesn't happen all the time. Um, but having a model of good use, making sure that you can see an immediate benefit. All these things are things that you know. I've talked to companies about for for eons. Uh, ensuring visible 
immediate benefit is one of the ways that you capture people. And if you can do that in your school, as well as the company helping you out, because if they're not helping you do that, then they're not really, they're not really doing their job. You know, uh, if an educational product is going to be of use, it has to be able to be used. And if the training is substandard, then that's not going to be the case. So that's something to think about as well. I'm giving it, I'm giving it all the advice tonight. I'm giving it all the advice. I think um, if if you think to yourself, well, um, who who is this guy uh, giving giving it some about technology and training or the tools and the technique? Uh, uh, copyright Tom Starkey. Uh, now, I, I said I was gonna, I wasn't gonna write an educational book, but I probably, I probably use that as a title. Um, uh, if you don't want me just simply mouthing off, you're more than welcome to join the show, please. Uh, Podbean Live, we have our live chat here. Uh, we've got lots of people listening in live today, which is really, really nice. Um, uh, or uh, have a comment on Twitter on the uh, on the uh, TT Radio account. That's at TT Radio 2022. Uh, have you say, am I getting this wrong? Uh, are tech companies spending lots of time doing this? Some of them are. Some of them are. Some of them have a fantastic training uh, offer along with the product itself. And of course, you know, I am aware that some companies don't have the manpower, don't have the, um, a very small, you know, a very small and don't have the time and manpower to, um, or, or don't have the idea that it should be a priority, you know. Um, I think even small companies need to make this training thing a priority because believe you me, if you come up with a decent training scheme that is easy that people are going to look at and think, yeah, okay, that's great. I can do this. I can make sure that I use this tool. Um, you're going to make a right load of money. Of course, not that you're in it for the money, obviously, obviously, uh, you know, in it to kind of help people uh, and, you know, increase the educational chances of uh, and the money as well. The money helps. Don't get, I like money. I don't. One of the things that I noticed when I was when I was consulting was um, was the, the it's like oh it's not about the money. Why not? You know why it should be. What, what on earth? How are you gonna? How are people work for you going to be like fed if it's not about the money? But one of the ways that you can make sure that your product is the most effective, both in take up and both in um, costing, is to make sure that your training is accessible. That it's good, that it's chunked well, that it's logical, that it's of a high quality standard. And if that takes a bit more time and effort, put it in because the returns will be fantastic. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trust me. I can't even press the right button for the audio effects in this show. So <laughs> trust, trust, trusting this guy here might not be the best idea. But honestly, I mean, from my experience, you have to think about the whole package. You have to think about the product itself. You have to think about the materials that are adjacent to the product. You have to have a model in mind of somebody who may be under extreme pressure. And you have to be able to lead them to a satisfying conclusion about learning a particular technology. You have to. And if you don't do that, you're not going to have the take up. And if you don't have the take up, you're not going to have repeat business. If you don't have repeat business, you're going to struggle. And, I, you know, although I, although I sometimes make companies out to be the... Uh, the um you know the the, the Beelzebub. they're not these are people just trying to do their best trying to make sure that their product is good and useful one of the ways you can do that ed tech companies technology companies in general is to make sure that the training is applicable easy 
that can be used by people who have extremely difficult jobs. That's the thing when I talk about modeling, people don't understand that um, uh, for my money, teaching is one of the highest pressured jobs possibly in the world. I'll get people from other 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 jobs like, oh, yeah, no, all right, well, I'm not working down pit or nothing, but but there's so much going on that when you create training for a tech uh, tool in schools, you have to have that model of somebody who is time poor, somebody who is high pressured, somebody who wants to do really well, but probably has a to-do list that goes into infinity and beyond. Um, and that's the model you're looking at. You're not looking at somebody who has all the time in the world, is massively IT literate and, and wants to learn your tool. You're looking at somebody who needs to mark umpteen, technical term, umpteen books uh, every night, uh, has, along with any other duties that may be taken on board. And that is important. And that's why I think sometimes the training for a particular tool uh, isn't as applicable or relevant as it should be. So go out there, make it relevant. If you're unsure, if you're, if you're trying to sell a product to a school and you're unsure as to the pressures of the people who are working in schools to ensure that your training is of a decent standard and it fits with the users, talk to them, you know, talk to them. You know, don't, don't talk to consultants, you know, talk to a teacher, you know, talk to them about their day, talk to them about the pressures that they're under and how your training package might be made easier, more accessible, uh, funner, more fun, fun. People think that I'm this kind of like, oh, traditional kind of, uh, no, 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 no. That's, that's a, it's a, it's a, it's a misconception. If you can make your training fun, if you can make it satisfying, people do it, you know. Um, I'm not saying that's the only thing that should be involved, but uh, training in technology is somewhat of a chore sometimes. I'm not going to kind of uh, sweeten the pill that's true. You're going to have people who don't want to do it at all, you know. Um, that's the basic reality of uh, any kind of sales. You're going to have people who don't want to partake in the training. Um, but offer the carrot, you know, don't rely on, don't rely on uh, senior leadership teams to just say, you have to do this, offer the carrot, make the training of a high standard, make it relevant, make it easy to access, make it good, make it as good as this product that you think is going to be useful to schools. Cause if you don't, yeah, then you're going to lose your business. And if I'm going to be harsh, you deserve to lose your business. Ooh, oh God, I've, I've probably got myself kicked off the, uh, the educational consultancy uh, circuit for saying that, um, it is true. You know, uh, I went. Uh, you know, right at the beginning of the show, I talked about sometimes when I'm in meetings that include educators and uh, people who are selling technology. The educators are very reverential, very uh, deferential to the people who are selling the product. It should be the other way around, in my opinion. You know, uh, you need to be deferential to teachers, to educators, uh, learn what makes them tick, learn what you can do to help them in using your product. Because if you do that, then, oh, yeah, chef's kiss. Mwah. That wasn't a sound effect, by the way, that was just me. Um, you're going to you're gonna, you're gonna do well. You're going to do well. Um, 
Let's have a look at some of the other commentary that we've got. Uh, Tom uh, says, uh, doesn't think that I'm wrong. Um, that's good. I'm, I'm glad about that. I, I have my doubts. I have my doubts. Uh, but um, just as a just as an aside to some of the, we talk when we talk about education and technology and technological education and te- technology that could be used in education, not necessarily ed tech. We always talk about the technology, but we don't often talk about the adjacent training. And I think that's a mistake. Uh, I think it's a mistake because uh, decent training means better take up. So to summarize, I like having a little bit of a plenary. At the you know I was I was teaching in the two thousands, so um, uh, yeah two thousand I can't remember when did I started in two thousand two thousand three. Anyway, I was teaching where plenaries were big, like seriously. If you didn't do a plenary, that you, you were you were sent into a PE cupboard for for days until you made sure you got plenary at the end of your end of your session. You know, you, you had you you should plenarize. Plenarize or dies. So um, let's do a summation because it helps me as well. <laughs> right. So um, today we've been talking about technology and training and some of the pitfalls that can happen if the training isn't as up to scratch as it should be in regards to things like user take up, in regards to satisfaction, in regards to fulfilling. Uh, the obligations that you think that the technology will actually help with. Some of the tips that I've been given, because um, because it's my show and I'll give all the tips that I want. Thank you very much. Uh, some of the things that we've been talking about is the importance of training is often overlooked when it comes to the product, and that needs to not happen. Um, the results of uh, substandard training mean a lack of take-up, and therefore you're buying something that people may may not use. So there's that. Uh, also as a problem. The reason that training is overlooked, I think, is because it's secondary to the product itself. But for my opinion, uh, any company selling something and any school or college or university or Peru or or any educational establishment that's looking for buy-in is a 50-50 split. I think the training is as important as the product itself because uh, without decent training, you can't fully utilize a product. Product might be brilliant, the training substandard, you're not going to get full usage out of it. Uh, for Tom's tech tips, we had a look at uh, uh, for buy-in for, for educational uh, establishments. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you're purchasing tech, check your training schemes that the company provides along with that technology. Like, be critical. Have a look at the Apple. Make sure that there's no bruises. Make sure that you know. Um, one of one of my one of my kids' favorite jokes is, "What is?" What's worse than finding a worm in your apple? Uh, finding half a worm. I love that one. <laughs> I love that one. Make sure there ain't no worms in your apples, guys. Uh, you don't want to be, you don't want to have a made purchase and then have half a worm in there. That's wrong. That's nobody likes that. Nobody likes wormy apples. Um, so when you're looking at your product, when you're looking for buying, check the training that is part of the offer. If training isn't part of the offer then that should set off alarm bells in my opinion and if the train and not just uh check if there is training check if the training is of decent quality you know you're educators you know so you know what's good you know what's going to get used you know what's going to be uh, 
beneficial to the people using it. Uh, cast that critical eye on buy-in when it comes to your uh, product, the product that you want. Be a critical eye. Um, <clears throat> they provide, you know, if they provide online training, get somebody who's not necessarily au fait with the technology to do the training and see what they learn. You know, don't, as I said, don't rely on the people who know about this stuff already. Have somebody and give them give them some sort of recompense for doing the job as well, please. You know, voluntary is all well and good, but come on now. Somebody's going to spend like three hours doing a training course. Like give them, give them time in lieu or something at least. Anyway, personal thing. Um, you know, ask somebody to do it who's not necessarily going to be already hugely knowledgeable either about the product, the training, whatever. And see how they get on. And if if they're like, I don't, I do not know what this is about. It's another red flag, and you know, alarm bells again. Um, uh, I mean, poor training. Poor training is a personal bugbear of mine because I deal with, I deal with students who the technology uh, can be essential for uh, for their academic careers or, in fact, you know, their lives in general. Um, so in some cases, this is about kind of, uh, value added, you know, I'm talking about, you know, we're going to, we're going to bring in this maths app that the students that can use. That's great. Yeah. Okay. So that's fantastic. How did the teachers, um, get on with the user interface? But in some cases, technology is incredibly important. Uh, bing, 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 assistive technology, uh, for instance, um, you've got to get the training right. And unfortunately at the moment. Uh, speaking very personally, um, sometimes that doesn't happen. And the consequences of that can be really, really uh, disastrous, if, uh, if I'm going to be honest. So, yeah, I mean, I'm talking about some hints and tips, but have a think about the technology itself. How essential will it be in your kind of school environment? And if it's going to be like super essential, do your homework on the training that goes along with it. Because, you know, a lack of decent training will mean that the any kind of launch will just go it will bomb oh it'll bomb harder than battlefield 2042 that's a gamer reference ladies and gentlemen don't worry if you get uh, if you've played battlefield 2042 uh, you understand the pain of a really really terrible launch but anyway um get somebody who's not necessarily really good at the university to test the training material sorry that's good at the training to test the training materials get somebody um to give feedback and also view how the company views the feedback you know are they are they accepting and willing uh to kind of make changes or are you are they do they become slightly hostile um i've seen both happen and i do not understand the hostile thing i mean you're trying to sell something to a, uh you're trying to sell something you know don't don't take any criticism as like a personal as a personal slight just use it use it to make the product better but that's another thing we we'll might talk about that in a, a later show um and yeah, just ensure that if you are going to provide training, that the training's of good quality, that you're giving people the time and the space to actually train in the tools before they just appear. You know, um, that's one of the things. Training's good. Training's great. Do your staff have the capacity for any more training? Um, and how do you go about finding that capacity? That's not one of the issues that I'm going to come across because I have never been brave enough to kind of take on a leadership role in any type of educational establishment. Um, big up yourselves if you do that. Uh, but if you offer a tool and you don't offer time and resources to 
uh, trained for that tool, then I foresee issues. So how you go about making sure that those issues don't occur? Well, that's something that uh, anybody who uh, is involved in buying of technology really needs to consider. So we're coming to the end of today's show, of this evening's show, on this wonderful Sunday evening. Um, I would like to once again say thank you to anybody who has been listening live. You will be able to download this particular show at um, uh, ttradio.org. Uh, please do have a listen. If you have any feedback at a later date, just whack it into the TT Radio Twitter feed, and I'll keep an eye on that. Even though I'm not going to be a, I'm not going to be as uh, lively as I have been on social media, uh, due to me figuring out that perhaps split attention is uh, not my forte, as it were. You know, get another as it were in there at the end. So once again, thank you for everybody who's been involved. Thank you for, uh, once again, Tom, uh, looking, uh, making sure that those technical difficulties are minimal today. Um, thank you very much for people who've joined in and hopefully uh, you've listened to my um, caffeine feud ramblings and had a thought about training and technology and how you might go about optimizing the both of them in educational settings. So uh, that's it from me. Um, have a very good evening and I will be speaking soon.